Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Now, we call this show Rapid Fire because you know I like to bring the heat. You know I like to talk about the news and what's actually going on in this country. But last week, YouTube updated their misinformation policy, and apparently our video fell under those new guidelines of what you're not allowed to speak about. And it's since been deleted. And you guys didn't hear from me for a week because that's a country that we live in now. Now, the title of tonight's episode is This Isn't Freedom. Because I realized that we're living in a country that every single day mirrors communist China more and more. What did we see from China last year when COVID began to break? We saw them silencing the media, silencing all of the different platforms that people talk to each other on. We saw them trying to silence doctors and whistleblowers, and we saw people getting disappeared. Now, YouTube is dictating what we can and cannot speak about. And I realized that unless I want to lose this entire channel, there are things that I can't speak about here. But fortunately, we do have alternative platforms where I can speak. Now, after getting not my first, but my second suspension here on YouTube, after being deleted from Twitter for my reporting at 122,000 followers, and after having my January 6th footage deleted from Instagram for showing the protesters there being a little bit too peaceful, I finally decided that I'm done with all of the censorship. And I want a place for my content to live. I want a place where I can live stream and actually talk to you guys about the truth because we are still going to go over articles on this show, but I won't be able to go in depth in them. But you know where I will be able to go in depth with this information with you guys on? Locals. I've started a locals channel and the link is down below. Go to savsays.locals.com because I'm going to start doing exclusive live streams on that platform every single week. I'm tired of YouTube censoring me. I'm tired of Instagram deleting my footage and Twitter. I mean, give up on that one because it's gone. So please go follow my locals account. And I'm starting off the show plugging that. Also, you didn't hear from me for a week, but if you are a podcast listener or subscribe to my website, I did put out an episode while we were gone from this platform. So go and check that out. I'm constantly telling you guys to go follow me on these other platforms. And my main three will be podcast locals and my website because I'm only one person and I can't be on 58 alternative platforms. Go follow me on those three and then also my Odyssey channel. All the links are down below because it is getting harder and harder to relay information to you guys. Now, when you saw me last week or maybe even the week before, that was the newest information policy that YouTube updated because we just can't speak about certain issues. It's just too dangerous, you guys. I mean... Where would we be without the government and big tech telling us what to think and feel? (laughs) Your own thoughts? Your own freedoms? That can't happen here. What do you think this is, a free country? Maybe once it was, but it's not anymore. And people might just say to me too, well, Sav, just go to a different platform. It's not a big deal. I did that. But let's not forget that YouTube is one of the biggest platforms where thoughts and opinions are formed. And information is being censored from these platforms. Now, it would be one thing if we had a fact check label on every video where, you know, someone could maybe explain a story a little bit more in depth to you. But it's an entirely different thing when your entire voice gets censored because the government doesn't really like what you're saying today. I mean, big tech, not the government. Sorry, big tech. (laughs) Those two are not the same thing. So last week, it was uh, misinformation about COVID. And this week, it's misinformation about Climate change. Axios puts this article out. Google YouTube to prohibit ads and monetization on climate change denial content. Thank God. 
It's so good to see that these platforms are really regulating what we are allowed to see because it could be so dangerous if we were able to discuss these issues. Now, who is going to be allowed to talk about climate change? Well, people like this. Let's go ahead and watch a, the latest video that's come out from liberals who are allowed to speak on these platforms, the blue check marks on Twitter that are allowed to dictate our thoughts and feelings on various platforms. These are the type of people that are now the arbiter of truth. Let's listen. What do you think is the number one contributing factor to global warming? Agriculture? The fashion industry? Uh, something else? <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. It's the U.S. military. The U.S. military is the world's largest consumer of oil. It's the world's biggest polluter. Our armed forces create 750,000 tons of toxic waste every year. Depleted uranium, jet fuel, pesticides, lead, and other chemicals, too. Do you think it's a coincidence that the military emissions are often overlooked by climate studies? The Kyoto Protocol. That's why. <laughs> there are actually very few things we can do that are as environmentally catastrophic as war. I think we all can see the irony that we fight these wars in order to get oil. Okay, I'm done with that. Now, if you are a podcast listener, my friend, you are extremely blessed to not have to see that weird-ass lady dancing around like a worm. I don't know what the hell I just watched, but my friend Cassandra Fairbanks saw this video on Twitter and retweeted it and said, I am pro-war now. I thought it was hilarious. And those are the people who are allowed to speak on those platforms now. These are the people that are allowed to dictate what information we are allowed to see. This is the new America. And I am so dead inside. I really am. And I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to relax. But I see videos like this and I'm like, that is so interesting. Because, uh, you know, the overarching theme of her her video there is like, hey, uh, maybe we should just kind of abolish the military and uh, cut that back a lot. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we just abolish the entire U.S. military because of climate change? And, uh, you know, if you do want to talk about climate denial content, that's going to be silenced on Google and YouTube because that can absolutely not happen. None of that. Please, please. We only like to talk about the truth here. We only like hearing from government officials that are approved to be heard from, like our glorious Dr. Fauci. Now, National Geographic dropped a, a new Dr. Fauci documentary, and I just wanted to show you guys the YouTube video of it because it looks like it's doing amazing. It has 7.5K upvotes and 88,000 downvotes. And why do you think that is? Do you think it's because people love Dr. Fauci? Do you think it's because they feel like he has really guided America in the correct way? We're almost, uh, what, two years into this pandemic and Dr. Fauci came out and said that we can't spend Christmas with our families because that's a big no-no and we could really probably kill each other. That's it. So I am just so baffled when we go on YouTube and we see 88,000 downloads for Dr. Fauci's new documentary. I mean, he's done such a great job putting his life on the line for the average American. Now, this, document, this documentary is hilarious because it's basically National Geographic trying to victimize Dr. Fauci and say that everyone has it all wrong, that we have all these evil right-wingers who are attacking Dr. Fauci when all he cares about is everybody's health. I mean, come on, guys. If it wasn't for the right-wingers in society or the people who refuse to just listen to Joe Biden, I mean, he is definitely the person who should be making all of our personal health choices. 
if we would all just listen to the government, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. But because we still are, National Geographic now has to take time and I'd imagine hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a documentary about Dr. Fauci to humanize him, victimize him, and tell us all why we should actually like him. Now, this is one of the deadliest pandemics in the history of everything. So it's just really crazy. And Dr. Fauci must be a superhero for having the ability to film this documentary while he was also simultaneously handling this pandemic. Good for him. Good for him. Wow. What a, what a swell guy. I don't know how he does it. He deals with all of this entire country trying to, you know, lead us through a dangerous pandemic. And he has time to shoot an entire documentary and be on magazine covers. I absolutely love to see it. What a multitasker. Now, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, tune into how the other leader of this country is doing, because Dr. Fauci seems to be one of those people now. Dr. Fauci, president of the United States, Kamala Harris, probably the president of the United States. And oh, yeah, Joe Biden, too. Let's check in and see how Joe Biden's America is coming along for your average American. Biden inflation, American spending an extra $175 per month on food, fuel and housing. Despite the inflation being called trans transitory by government officials, the rate is running at a 30 year high and has been for months. Supply chain shortages and government spending has taken a toll on Americans' wallets with households on average having to shell out an additional $175 on average, average for essentials like food, fuel and housing. And analysts have no predictions to when prices will stabilize. Again, government officials are saying that this rate is running at a 30-year high. And supply chain issues have made it hard to predict just when prices will finally stabilize with more than 70 cargo ships waiting to dock in Los Angeles and a trucker shortage facing the country. Trucker shortage. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's because people being fired right now for not being vaccinated. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Apparently, a 10-ounce bag of Lay's potato chips produced under Frito-Lay cost $3.75 in August, 50 cents more than last year, earlier at Dollar General Stores in the Southwest. Other items at the discount chain have creeped up in price with dozen 12-ounce cans of Coca-Cola costing $5.75, 50 cents more than last year, and half a gallon of store brand 2% milk costing $4.49, 74 cents more than last year. Now, I forgot to go over this article because, you know, there's so much information that's coming out. But Dollar General basically came out, out and was, was like, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to offer dollar products anymore because of the inflation rates going on. Dollar General, not so much Dollar General. But tell me again how good Joe Biden is doing. Well, I don't have to tell you that because we have PolitiFact that really makes sure that we know the truth about certain Facebook posts. Now, there was this graph going around about Joe Biden, and it said, how much more does it cost to live in Joe Biden's America? Back in 2020, 1,000 feet of lumber cost $304. 2021, under Joe, 1500 A gallon of gas, 195 Under Joe, 305 Bushel of wheat, 183 Now, 251 A ton of coal, $39. Now, $80. And one bushel of corn, 343 Now, 686 and sorry, that was a ton of wheat, not a bushel of wheat. Let me make sure I'm getting my facts right here. Now, we would see this graph and we'd be like, whoa, that looks pretty crazy, right? I mean, those are the numbers. Those are the facts. Back in 2020, these things cost this much. And now in 2021, these things cost this much. That kind of looks like, a, you know, cut and dry inflation. Well, luckily for us, we had PolitiFact actually lay out the truth for us. They say if your time is short, prices for lumber, gas, wheat, coal, and corn were sharply higher in April 2021, about three months after Joe Biden became president, than they were in April of 2020. 
But the main reason is the nation's recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. In April 2020, the pandemic all but shattered the economy and depressed prices across the board. Thank you, PolitiFact. It was the COVID pandemic that shuttered the economy, not the government who forced people to stay home and destroyed their businesses and refused to allow them to go back to work. That's why inflation rates went up because of the pandemic, not because of the government's response to this, not because the government is still paying people more to stay on unemployment than to go back to work, not because Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline and, you know, has just been absolutely abhorrent as a president. None of those reasons are why inflation rates are so high. It's because of the pandemic. And if you want to question it and say that it's for any other reason, well, you would be wrong. And it's just really baffling that you have the audacity to think for yourself. Please don't do that. Not in America in 2021. That's not allowed. You know what else isn't allowed? Our privacy. Now, we've already known this for a long time, that the government is constantly looking in on what we're doing, kind of just, you know, giving us a little peek of what you're searching on the internet. Well, that's since been confirmed. A lot of people say that's a conspiracy. No, my Alexa isn't listening in to me. The government isn't monitoring my text messages. That's crazy talk. Well, Forbes just put this article out. Exclusive. Government secretly orders Google to identify anyone who searched a sexual assault victim's name, address, and telephone number. The U.S. government is secretly ordering Google to provide data on anyone typing in certain search terms. An accidentally unsealed court document shows. Whoops. Their fears such keyword warrants threaten to implicate innocent web users in serious crimes and are more common than previously thought. Wow. Kind of crazy that the government is ordering Google to hand over our search results. Now, we read this headline, it's like, oh, well, it's because of sexual assault. We want to stop crimes before they start. I mean, this is actually a good thing. Well, what if someone was looking up something like Donald Trump or maybe information about a certain health procedure that everyone's being forced to get? What if someone wanted to look into that information and the government said, hey, that's illegal to look at. You're not allowed to to look at it anymore. And uh, now we're going to come and talk to you. Kind of sounds like what's going on in Australia right now, where people have police officials coming to their doors and saying, oh, yeah, we noticed that you uh, posted on social media that you're going to be at a protest and we can't we can't allow that. Can't leave your house. That was my best interpretation of an Australian, an evil dictator of an Australian. That's what's going on over there. You think that would never happen here in America, but we read time and time again all these damn articles about how the government is peering in on our cell phones, on our computers, and on our search results. And everyone is just like, ah, eh, never could, never happen here, would never happen to me, not a big deal. That's kind of a red flag. And again, too, if you really want to take the safe road with that and say the government would never do that, you are so right. The government would never overreach when they got a little grasp of power, they would never do that to us. (laughs) Don't look at what has happened to us for the past two years. That was for your safety and protection, just like looking in on your search results is. Can't have you looking at dangerous things. And we're going to come in and stop you if you do. Now, what else is going on in this country? The government is asking Google to hand over search results and uh, our intelligence agencies are now being weaponized against us. This happened earlier this week. Attorney General Merrick Garland is weaponizing the DOJ by using the FBI to pursue concerned parents and silence them through intimidation. Now, we've seen all of these videos come out of parents at school boards who have been very, very upset that their students and their children, sorry, their children, it's the school students, it's the parent's child 
The parents go up to the school board and they get very upset that their child is reading pornographic books, that they're being taught critical race theory. We've had parents actually go out in the real world and have their voices heard. And school boards have been doing everything they can to restrict those parents by cutting down their talking time, by telling them because of COVID regulations, they can't be physically present, that they can only come up one at a time. They've done everything in their power to silence these parents because unlike Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, they can't just delete them off the face of the earth. That's a real physical being in front of them. So what do you do then if in the real world you can't censor someone, you can't click ban, you start restricting the way that they're able to speak? Or you get the DOJ to weaponize the FBI against parents and treat them like a domestic terrorist would be treated. Now, apparently these parents were being very intimidating to school boards. That's super scary. But luckily for us, we have the FBI to step in and get these parents under control. Oh, you're concerned about what your child is being taught? Well, that's your fault for caring. Sit down, shut up, and let your taxpayers work. You pay taxes. The government uses those taxes to fund schools. And the funding is going so great. We have a liberal teacher on every single corner pumping your kid full of BLM and LGBTQ propaganda. So please, don't push back against it. The government is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. You're the bad one for trying to speak out against it. Matt Walsh points out, remember when cops shoot a violent thug? He's, uh, let me rephrase that. <clears throat> Got to say this correctly. Remember, when cops shoot a violent thug and BLM burns down a CVS in response, we should understand their anger. But when parents yell in a school board meeting because their kids are being shown pornography in schools, they're domestic terrorists and should go to federal prison. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Who do you think this is? A free country? Another thing that happened this week, we all like to talk about how influential the media is on all of our thoughts and opinions, because it's not only big tech that is allowed to dictate the flow of information on these various platforms. We also have the media that also gets to dictate what we see on TV and in the news every day. So there was a school shooting in Arlington, Texas, just two days ago. And normally when there's a school shooting, two days later, we all know the shooter's name. His face is permanently ingrained in all of our minds because it's played on repeat in the media. From NBC DFW, four hurt after student opens fire during fight at Timberview High School in Arlington. Oh my gosh. Is this another school shooting the media was going to capitalize? Absolutely not. Why? Why is that? Why didn't the media decide to capitalize on this one? Well, maybe it's because the school shooter, 18-year-old Timothy George Simpkins, was a black male. Wow. People were tweeting out and sharing that they've never seen a school shooting disappear from the media so quickly. Now, I hate bringing up race and, you know, having to call it out. But damn, are you serious, media? You guys could have covered it for at least a second day. No, you know what happens when you type in Arlington School Shooter on Google Now? Well, it comes up that he was actually bullied, so it wasn't really his fault. Also, on top of that, he was released on bail yesterday. So, school shooting, released on bail, literally the next day. Can you find me a time when the school shooter was white and that happened? Because I can't seem to recall, but maybe that's just me. Adam Kriegler also points out, Kyle Rittenhouse violently attacked on video with multiple victims. Two dead, claimed self-defense and shooting. Two million dollar bail. Timothy Simpkins violently attacked on video, shot, shoots four with one critical, including one teacher in school, claimed self-defense and shooting. $75,000 bail. 
out on bail the next day. But we don't have a two-tier justice system in this country. This is freedom. This is America. The media is allowed to dictate when a school shooting needs to be capitalized on or when it shouldn't be capitalized on. I mean, who are we to judge for that? We're just dumb Americans who need to sit down, shut up, and listen to the government narrative. And, you know, do what we're told. Come on, guys. I wanted to make another point on that that is now slipping my mind because I'm thinking of how insane it is that we're living through a period in history where we're just watching the complete destruction of our country and we watch the media boldface lie to us every single day and nobody gives a damn. Not a big deal. Oh, that was the point that I was going to make. Apparently this kid was bullied and so he brought the gun to school for self-defense. My question for that would be, why didn't his parents pull him out of school if they knew he was being bullied and address that issue themselves? Where are the parents in this situation? And two, were maybe potentially some of the white school shooters in the past bullied? I don't know. No one will ever know because the white school shooters don't have civil rights attorneys talking to the press and saying, well, this kid was bullied. It's a different story completely. Come on, guy. Come on. I mean, he was bullied. He was doing it in self-defense. So really, this isn't a big issue. Just look away. That's where we're at. Now, this video is old, but it's amazing. And we will continue to play it. it. Happened this past weekend. We were banned. Oh, by the way, my birthday was on Monday. And I wanted to do a birthday live stream special with you guys. But uh, that was canceled. Because we were banned. Again, remember to subscribe. SouthSays.Locals.com for my exclusive content where I won't be banned. You can find that band episode as well on my website, Sav Says Official, or on podcast. Now, over the weekend, a new chant came out. Let's go, Brandon. And I want you guys to listen to it because uh, a lot of people around America have been chanting, let's go, Brandon, for a couple weekends in a row now. And it's just the most popular and crazy new chant. Let's listen to it. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Okay, so this is an NBC sports reporter who says that the NASCAR fans in the crowd that are chanting F Joe Biden are actually saying, let's go, Brandon. I don't think that's what they were saying. And I played the clip a little bit longer just so we could really make sure that they weren't chanting, let's go, Brandon. And that it was actually hundreds of Americans who dis just despise the president of the United States, Joe Biden. And again, this isn't a once a weekend type thing. Once that weekend, at least. It is actually a once a weekend type thing. It's been happening every weekend. Joe Biden, one of the most popular presidents in history, for some reason, we have Americans every single weekend chanting F Joe Biden. And it's not just college football fans that are chanting this or NASCAR fans or UFC fans. Those are just a bunch of right-wingers, right? Well, apparently it's also uh, teachers in front of the New York Department of Education. Let's watch this quick clip. Ooh, 
ooh, those teachers don't sound happy. F Joe Biden and de Blasio. And that was a protest in response to de Blasio's new mandate that is requiring teachers to be vaccinated or be put on leave. They went out and they protested for their rights and for their bodily autonomy. But I don't know, maybe they were just chanting, let's go Brandon and de Blasio. It's probably what they were chanting, right? Don't believe your own ears. Even though you hear something, even though you watch a video and you see it with your own two eyes, don't believe what you're hearing. Wait until the fact checkers tell you what to think. Okay, guys, track with me here. Now, another big thing that happened this week is that Facebook was down. So was Instagram. On Monday, which happened to be my birthday as well, I was going to announce my locals. I actually started a new Twitter account as well. And I was going to announce it on Monday. And then Facebook and Instagram went down for the entire day, which was actually a blessing in disguise. Now, I haven't looked into why Facebook went down. But there was a lot of interesting news about Facebook whistleblowers that we'll get into here in a minute. And also Facebook potentially deleting evidence. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what I heard. It was weird how the entire website just went down. Now, Zach on Twitter says, my Instagram and Facebook aren't working. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. One of the best explanations of what happened, I would say. No, just a funny tweet that I wanted to bring up. And again, since we're on the topic of Facebook, let's talk about this whistleblower. So this new whistleblower came out. Her name is Frances Haugen. She came out against Facebook. And whistleblowers are something that we commonly see, especially with Project Veritas, right? We see their whistleblowers out all the time. Well, this was a whistleblower that was interviewed by 60 Minutes and then immediately got a verified Twitter account and then immediately went to a Senate hearing within a couple of days. It was kind of crazy because people were like, okay, no other whistleblower has ever been propped up in the history of whistleblowers. Look at how the media has treated Julian Assange, Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, any of the Project Veritas whistleblowers. They usually try to dig up dirt on them and tell them that they're they're criminals in some aspects because they've exposed some government secrets or they're just shysty people who are being dishonest about certain things. Well, this whistleblower who was interviewed by 60 Minutes, ugh, the best whistleblower, propped up by every media outlet. Facebook is bad. They're trying to target children on Instagram and make them feel bad about their mental health. Very, very, very bad. We've never known that before about Instagram as well. So super new information. Well, some news came out about this whistleblower from the Daily Wire. Facebook whistleblowers left this activist repped by lawyer for whistleblower behind the Trump impeachment. Fancy that. The Facebook whistleblower, Francis Haugen, has a record of donations to far-left Democrats and a history of raising issues about purported bias while at previous employers, a Daily Wire review found. She's working with Democrat operatives to roll out her complaint and has the same lawyers as the anonymous Ukraine whistleblower whose allegations led to Donald Trump's impeachment, but who reportedly turned out to be then Vice President Joe Biden's top advisor on the country. In a previous role at Pinterest, Frances Haugen was behind a recent change to give users the option to filter searches to specific skin tones. At Gigster, she gave a talk on how if we don't build with an eye towards inclusion, we can end up enshrining bias. Really interesting. Now, she went in front of the Senate and she said what she actually wanted to, which was that right-wingers 
needed to be censored a lot more on Facebook and we needed to crack down a lot more on censorship. That social media is a really dangerous tool and we really need to be monitoring a lot of speech on there. As Matt Walsh points out, you guys all realize that the media is pushing this Facebook whistleblower story in order to pressure Facebook into further suppressing conservative content, right? That's 100% the only reason that they're talking about this. 100%. And again, like Cernovich points out too, from 60 minutes to first tweet to verified on Twitter to Capitol Hill in 72 hours. Seems legit. Because that's what happens with every single one of James O'Keefe's whistleblowers. We'll be uh, watching a Project Veritas video a little bit later on in the segment. That's what happens with them, right? They immediately get verified on Twitter, Senate hearing the next couple of days, propped up by the entire media. No, the treatment's a lot different, and I just can't put my finger on why. I really can't. Now, we're going to get into the portion of the show where we talk about the most dangerous subject, the one that got us banned a week ago. So let's try to tread lightly. Starting off with Billie Eilish, who was at ACL in Austin, Texas this year, this past weekend, actually. Now I was going to go to ACL. I go every year because it falls on my birthday. It's a fun concert, but the headline kind of sucks this year. And apparently these were the performances that were, were going on this weekend. And I have to be honest with you. When they made that shit a law, I almost didn't want to do this show. So, because I wanted to punish this fucking place for allowing that to happen here. But then, I remembered that it's you guys that are the fucking victims. And you deserve... I am so dead inside from having to watch these brain dead liberals come to my damn state and talk their crap. You know that Elon Musk is also moving the Tesla headquarters officially to Austin, Texas. And while some of you might say, oh, well, that's going to be great for the economy, bring lots of jobs to Texas. You know what else it's going to bring to Texas? A lot of damn liberals that don't need to be here because our state is already purple enough as it is. So that's the reality of what's going to happen to Texas. You know, our last Senate race, very close. Ted Cruz won as our senator by tiny, tiny percentage. There's a lot of liberals here in Texas now. And Tesla moving over here is going to make that a lot worse. Now we had Billie Eilish talking about uh, abortion and women's rights, hands off our body. I almost didn't want to come to Texas, but I didn't want to punish you guys. Actually, girl, it wouldn't have been a punishment. Get the hell out of our state. Also, I love how she has to paint People who want to murder their, their innocent children as the victims. Oh, you guys are the victims here. You're not able to murder your innocent children after making the decision to have sex. It's just so unfair. Now, a lot of people on the right like to say, my body, my choice in regards to the jab. And before we get into what is currently going on in our country in regards to that, I do want to preface this segment with this argument on abortion. So when an abortionist says my body, my choice, they mean they want to kill a body that is separate from theirs when they say that, because we all know that a baby upon conception, separate DNA, separate body, separate person, that's what they're advocating to murder. Now, when a right winger says my body, my choice, 
It's because it's their body that is being affected by whatever is being pushed on us. You know, the latest, craziest new health procedure that's going to save everybody. Now, I pulled up this tweet from back in July. And we're going to read it and compare it to where we are currently at right now. This is from some liberal checkmark on Twitter named Stephen Pascal that says enough is enough. We have to start making it painful for those who choose not to get the vax. No dining, no sports, no concerts, no plays, no travel, no public transportation, none of it. Let them scream about overreach all alone while the rest of us get back to our lives. So a lot of people often say, eh, ignore the libs. They're just crazy. They're just talking on Twitter. No big deal. Well, it's really funny how this was being said in July. And look at where we are at right now in October. You had liberals saying that we deserve to be punished because we wanted to have bodily autonomy and make our own choices. Let's see how that's going. Well, Joe Biden, he came out and said this yesterday. Let's listen. These requirements work. And as the business roundtable others told me when I announced the first requirement, that encouraged businesses to feel they could come in and demand the same thing of their employees. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. 99%. So there you guys go. There's Joe Biden basically saying, well, yeah, people are getting fired in mass firings all around the country, but that's not the bigger story. The bigger story here is that you no longer have any rights to your body, that we own you. The government gets to dictate what goes into your body now. You should be okay with it. That's the bigger story here. Also, I'm sure the percentage of vaccinated individuals at a job would go up if you are firing the unvaccinated, but I don't know. I don't know how math works. Mm, interesting. So that's the president of the United States saying that it doesn't matter that people are getting mass fired. What matters is that we're saving lives by taking away your rights, taking away your ability to make decisions for yourself. This isn't freedom. You don't get freedom. What do you think this is, America? And we're seeing the mass effects of this too. Now, a UCLA doctor, this is from the Sacramento Bee, is willing to lose everything and is escorted from work for refusing the COVID jab. An anesthesiologist at UCLA Health in California, who has not shied away from airing his suspicions about the jab, was escorted out of his workplace this week for refusing to get to get it in defiance of a statewide and employer mandate, according to local reports. He's quoted saying, this is what happens when you stand up for freedom and when you show up to work, willing to work, despite being unvaccinated. And this is the price you have to pay sometimes. But what they don't realize is that I'm willing to lose everything, job, paycheck, freedom, even my life for this cause. And that's what's currently going on in this country. People are having to choose between paying their bills or giving the rights to their body over to the government. And he's not the only one. We also have unvaccinated Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac from the, the Wizards, Orlando Wizards. Is that where he's from? I don't know. I don't follow NBA. But we talked about him last week. Orlando Magic. Sorry, guys. I don't watch basketball at all. So 
Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. Go ahead and roast me for that one. I definitely deserve it. Apparently, he can't dine out with his Magic teammates. He's not allowed to be involved in team activities, and he's not allowed to eat at the same table as his teammates. He says, as a member of the NBA, I'm going to follow the rules, but my only point would be it doesn't logically follow for us to do this and then jump on the court for him to be in a different locker room than his teammates, but then follow into the same tunnel and go out to the game. He said it doesn't make sense. He said he's not allowed to go to team functions or if the team is eating in a restaurant, he can't eat in the same room as them. He also talks about natural immunity and the survival rate of the virus, stating that it is very high. Those are his comments on that. But that's how people are being treated in this country now. That's straight up discrimination. It is. I'm going to call it out for what it is. People are being fired. People are being treated inhumanely by putting being put in another room. By being told they can't eat with their teammates. They're being treated as less than. That's what's going on. We also have Miss World Netherlands quitting her pageant final to avoid getting the jab. Miss World Netherlands has pulled out of the beauty pageant final in December to avoid having to get the jab. Delay Willemstein, 21, made the surprise announcement Tuesday in an Instagram post saying she would no longer represent Me Netherlands. She said personally she's not ready for this yet. And we did used to live in a country where you were allowed to make some medical decisions for yourself, but not anymore. Now, if you choose to stand up for your own body and your own rights, well, just like that liberal back in July was saying, you can't go to concerts, you can't go to sporting events, you can't live normal life. And in Australia, they're basically even telling their constituents, well, you might as well just starve. We'll play that video a bit later. It really saddens me to see this going on because people are being backed into a corner and that's never a good thing. People aren't going to live this way forever and they are going to push back. People's lives are being ruined. They're being fired. They're not able to pay their bills after the government already shut us down for a year. You remember all the stories of the business owners who were crying because they put their life savings into their business and it was their dream and then the government shut them down and refused to help them? Because I, I remember all of that. I remember going to Odessa, Texas and interviewing a bar owner who had the police show up at her bar in full force because she had the audacity to open up so that her servers could pay their bills. That's the government for you. And it keeps going. Another NBA, NBA player, Andrew Wiggins, says he felt kind of forced to get to the jab, saying that people no longer own their own bodies. He's from the Golden State Warriors, and he's quoted saying, I felt like the only option was to get vaccinated or not play in the NBA. A clearly deflated Wiggins told the media on Monday night. He also added, it's not something I wanted to do, but I was kind of forced to, I guess, to do certain stuff, you know, to work and all that. I guess you don't own your body. That's what it comes down to. You want to work in society today? Then I guess they make the rules on what goes in your body and what you do. And that's where we are at. People are having to make the choice between bodily autonomy or the government allowing them to pay their bills. And it's absolutely disgusting. But remember that this is all for our health, guys. It's all for our health. Even though we're seeing stories like this one, UC Health denies kidney transplant to unvaccinated woman and donor. According to UC Health, the majority of transplant recipients and living donors are now required to be vaccinated against COVID-19. 
And neither of these women have received their shots. Now, this is Leilani Lutali and Jamie Fogner. They met at a Bible study 10 months ago. It's your choice on what treatment you have. In Leilani's case, the choice has been taken from her. Her life has now been held hostage because of this mandate, said Fonier. Fonier says she hasn't received the vaccine for religious reasons. Lutali hasn't gotten the shot because she says there's too many unknowns. And MSN News also wrote an article about this, and they added this portion to their article. It says, oh, I lost it. Let me find it. More than 100,000 people are on the transplant waiting list, and only a fraction of those seeking a kidney got one in 2020, according to the federal government. An estimated 17 people die every day waiting for an organ. But again, this is for your health. This is for your safety. The medical industry clearly cares about your health, which is why they're turning you away from life-saving surgery because you refuse to give up your bodily autonomy. Come on, you just care about you. So sit down, shut up, and get it. Make everyone's life a lot easier if you did. It's not really that big of an issue. Maybe it is a big issue, especially when we're seeing stories like this come out from the Seattle Times. King County woman confirmed to have died from rare J&J vaccine complication. A King County woman in her late 30s has become the first person in Washington state to die from a rare blood clotting syndrome after receiving the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. She received her shot on August 26th and died less than two weeks later, according to a statement from Public Health Seattle and King County. Apparently, this is a very rare complication but the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention has counted three other similar deaths nationally. Also, don't forget that Johnson & Johnson was halted because of various complications that were going on earlier this year that happened. Now, instead of being able to share this story, Twitter decided to censor this woman's obituary. Twitter censored the obituary of a mother whose family said she died of complications induced by J&J. An obituary in Oregon Live detailed how Jessica Wilson, an exceptionally healthy and vibrant 37-year-old mother with no underlying health conditions, died from the J&J. She had thrombotic thrombocytopenia. When user Kelly B posted the link to the Seattle woman's obituary on Twitter, Twitter decided to label the tweet as misleading and prohibited other users from interacting, liking, or sharing the post. The label led to a page that explained why health officials consider COVID-19 vaccine safe for most people. Now, Twitter has since taken away the misleading information tag and allowed people to comment and share. But imagine if people didn't pick up on the fact that Twitter was doing this. Imagine if we weren't paying attention. What else would they be hiding from us? What else would they be trying to suppress? Now, I have to preface all of this because, again, YouTube is coming down really hard on misinformation. So, again, I just want to say that the government cares so much about our health. The CDC, the World Health Organization, they all care so much. I saw this tweet on Instagram today and it said, a good idea never has to be forced. I thought that was really interesting. Random thought that I just wanted to interject right at that exact moment in the show. But interesting nonetheless. Now all that is going on, but luckily for us, more and more COVID cures are coming out, like the COVID pill. Apparently, Merck is selling the federally financed COVID pill to the U.S. for 40 times more than what it costs to make. The COVID-19 treatment 
Molnupiravir was developed using funding from the NIH and the Department of Defense. Wow. So apparently this new medicine cost $17.74 to produce, according to a Harvard School of Public Health and King's College Hospital in London. Drug pricing as- experts said that's that's how as much as it costs to produce, $17.74. But Merck is charging the government $712 for the same amount of medicine, or 40 times the price. Funded by the NIH, and they're selling it at 40 times the price. Now, this article came out from the Gateway Pundit earlier this week, too, and I thought it was very interesting. Breaking NIH Director Francis Collins resigns after documents reveal he lied about his involvement with gain-of-function research in Wuhan lab. Now, the NIH Director is quoted saying that he just doesn't feel like one person should be able to lead the NIH for such a long period of time. The man just believes in term limits. Come on, guys, we advocate for that in Congress, don't we? So he's just being a good guy and stepping down. Simultaneously, while yes, these documents reveal that he lied about his involvement with gain-of-function research, and gain-of-function research is when a virus is specifically manipulated to infect humans a lot easier. So you're telling me that the NIH director, the same NIH that is now charging the U.S. government 40 times more for this new pill than it takes to make was also tied to gain-of-function research. Huh. That's a really, really weird coincidence, don't you guys think? Let's keep going, though. This one's from the Daily Wire. Now, this is something that people have said is a less expensive potential treatment. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional, so I can't say. Now, this headline from the Daily Wire reads, Man dies from COVID after hospital rejects court order for ivermectin. Now, apparently this man was vaccinated and he and he deteriorated so badly that he was put on a ventilator and his daughter asked to try this treatment. A judge said, okay. He ended up dying because the hospital refused. And that's this story. I'm not going to get into it. And we're not going to comment further, but I will be doing a live stream on this specific article and going in depth on my locals tomorrow. So go subscribe down below if you'd like more information on that because we can't talk about it here on YouTube. Absolutely not. But interesting headline. Sad to see. And we know, again, that Big Pharma really cares about our health, that they would never hide treatments that maybe don't make them as much money. They would never do that to us. Well, then why do we keep seeing headlines like this? Moderna founders make Forbes list of America's richest during pandemic. You know, we just saw the NIH funding the pill that's now being sent uh, sold to the government at 40 times the cost to make it. And now Moderna's founders are making the Forbes list of America's richest during the pandemic. Trustworthy Moderna. Yes, the same Moderna that killed three Japanese men after they were injected with their product then had to recall it because there were, I don't know, there was just some weird stuff that accidentally got put in that batch. A 49-year-old man in Japan died last month after he was given a dose of Moderna's jab that was among batches later recalled from use by its local distributor. So apparently, he was the third man who died from this. And uh, I, I just want to bring up this old article from uh, Reuters. Japan suspends 1.6 million doses of Moderna shot after contamination reports. And again, the contamination was said to be somewhat metallic. It was, it was very strange. 
We saw all those conspiratorial videos of people sticking magnets to their arms after getting vaccinated and the magnet would stick. Verifiably false, guys. Super false. But also in Japan, there were accidentally magnetic materials in that one batch. Oof. But it's okay. It's since been recalled. A couple people might have had a bad reaction, but since been recalled. Not a big deal. Also recalled from Sweden and Denmark, actually, or paused, should I say, from Reuters as well. Sweden and Denmark paused Moderna COVID vaccine for younger age groups, citing possible rare cardiovascular side effects. But again, I just want to preface this with the fact that the government says that this is for everybody's safety, that this is extremely safe and effective, and you just need to sit down, shut up, and get it. Please, guys, please, for the greater good. ABC put this headline out earlier this week. More Americans died of COVID so far in 2021 than in 2020. What's the missing variable from 2020 that we have in 2021? (laughs) I can't put my finger on it. And it's just so weird that more Americans are dying from COVID now that we have the vaccine than they were last year. I couldn't imagine why. Especially when we see videos like this coming out of Bill Gates. Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now, uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Okay, I'm sorry, what? I thought the vaccine was supposed to save lives and now you're telling us that it's going to potentially lower population rate by 10 to 15%? I'm confused. Well, luckily for us, Twitter fact-checked this video. Now, we all heard with our own two ears what Bill Gates said, right? But guys, please do not think for yourselves. Lucky for us, we have the fact-checkers to do that for us. Fact-checkers say that Bill Gates said healthcare and vaccines could reduce unsustainable population growth in a 2010 TED Talk. At a 2010 TED Talk about reducing carbon emissions, Microsoft's co-founder Bill Gates said that one of the factors contributing to high levels of carbon emissions is population growth and that better health care could help lower uh, unsustainable population growth. That's really interesting. I saw this meme one time and it was like, you're the carbon they want to reduce. And I was like, wow, that's wild. But luckily for me, the fact checkers came out and said, yes, Bill Gates did say that, but ignore it. It's not a big deal. Interesting. Very interesting. If you ask me, I don't know. I like to say that I'm just a dumb American because I am. What do I know? Now, on top of that, on top of those comments, we also had The Hill coming out with this headline. Study shows that Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness declines after six months. Let's read into the article just to make sure that we're being scientifically correct here. A study published on Monday in the Lancet Medical Journal found that the efficacy of the Pfizer and BioTech COVID-19 vaccine fell below 50% after about six months after the second dose. Wow, I really wish there was something else that we had that could potentially protect us. But hard times that we're living through, I guess maybe we don't. Well, actually, Project Veritas got a couple of Pfizer scientists on a video saying something really interesting. Let's listen to this video. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. Nick Carl is an experienced biochemist at Pfizer with a history of working in the pharmaceutical industry. Nick admits to our undercover journalist that those who've had COVID 
have stronger immunity than those who've received the Pfizer COVID vaccine. When somebody is naturally um, immune, like they got COVID, um, they probably have better, like not better, but more antibodies against the virus. Because what the vaccine is, is like I said, that protein that's just on the outside. So it's just one antibody against one specific part of the virus. When you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against like multiple pieces of the virus. And not only just like the outside portion, like the inside portion and the actual virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. But don't take his word for it. Two other Pfizer scientists echo the same sentiment. So I'm well protected? Like as much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like how much more? You're protected most likely for longer since it was a natural response. We're like bred and taught to be like, like vaccine is safer than, than actually getting COVID. You cannot like talk about this in public. If you have antibodies built up, like you should be able to prove that you have those built up. I mean, I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation. We're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. You don't talk about anything that can possibly implicate you or like big part. Wow, what a whopper of a video. Interesting. Those are Pfizer scientists, by the way. And I know people in the comments are saying that I'm self-censoring today. But again, if you want me uncensored, go to my locals channel where I can actually speak about these issues because I can't do it here. Because I'm not a scientist, not like those Pfizer scientists we just listened to. And I would be surprised if YouTube allowed that video to stay up because it might be misinformation. Now, this is all for our health friends, which is why we now have college students experiencing this for this semester. Dropping students after they've already paid for classes if they don't upload their vaccination status. The Student Health and Wellness Center conducts the COVID vaccination and we keep track of your records. And and you're calling to tell me you will drop you're calling to tell me you will drop my classes after we've already paid seventy thousand dollars for the year if I don't upload something about my vaccine status when all my classes are online. That's what the call is about? Got it. Thank you. So there you guys go. It's for the science. It's for your protection. It's for your health. If you were taking an online class and you were unvaccinated, absolutely cannot stand. But this isn't about power or control, is it? It's just about everyone's health and safety. So if you're at home alone, taking a virtual class, well, you could still potentially text somebody through the computer. I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist. What else is going on in this damn country? New York's largest hospital system announced today that it has fired 1,400 workers for refusing to be jabbed against COVID-19. I thought that we were going through one of the most dangerous pandemics and hospitals were being overrun because people keep overdosing on ivermectin. Why are they firing nurses? The same nurses that were being held as heroes and the same nurses that are putting their own lives on the line by deciding to be unvaccinated. Weird. 
Now, I want to show you guys what this all leads up to and where America is ultimately headed with this, because it's not a good place. Constantly saying to look to other countries to understand what's coming here. And Australia is the gleaming, shining example of what's to come. Let's listen to, uh, I believe this is their, their prime minister, basically one of their, their highest governors who's allowed to dictate laws and rules. Let's listen to what's going on to the people in Australia. So first of all, uh, I can announce that by Friday the 15th of October, every single authorised worker that is on that authorised worker list, whether they be in Melbourne or in regional Victoria, will need to have had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. That is, if they want to continue working. If there's people that don't want this mandatory vaccine, how do we manage well, this? Well, then they won't be going to work. Okay. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. We want to open the place up. You want to? I'm not taking lectures on freedom from people who will hold all of us back. Right? We want to be free. We're going to be free. We're going to be open. And the key to that is getting these vaccination numbers up and up and up. Does that mean you don't have confidence in that? Okay, that's enough from that evil dictator. You know what? I got to bring a little bit of fire this show. And I get so damn tired of listening to government officials pretend that it is the people in society who want bodily autonomy that are taking away everybody else's freedoms. No, and never, ever forget this point. Never let anybody tell you that you are the bad person in society and this is your fault. This is the government that is taking away our rights and freedoms. This is the government that is taking away our ability to reopen. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's not some crazy liberal's fault. It is the government's fault. Maybe it is some crazy liberal's fault, actually. We just saw that blue checkmark who was calling for everyone to be ostracized from normal society because they had the audacity to think for themselves and do their own research. It's the government. Point blank. And I'm so tired of reiterating it. And that is why, again, I'm trying to be calm in saying this, but we do live in two separate Americas. We live in an America where liberals think that you, your entire life should be dictated by the government. They have given up their freedom for safety because they are pathetic. And I don't want to live that way. If you do, Knock yourself out. But I don't want to share a country with you and I don't want to be in the same state as these people, which is why I'm a fool. Like, if you're a liberal, get out of Texas stance now. I don't want to see liberals in this damn state. This state isn't for you. Go to California where it's legal to crap on the street and go to New York where people get robbed in the freaking street and NYPD isn't going to come save your ass. Texas is, lo is looking more and more like California by the day. You know, in Austin, they severely defunded APD so much that they're not even responding to theft and burglary calls. Unless it's actively happening, they're not going to come. Just call 311. Sorry, you can, we can't help you. Liberals are coming to this state and fundamentally changing everything. Why? Because they're fleeing their states. They're fleeing their cities like San Francisco, where it's a normal and commonplace thing to watch thugs walk into a store and walk out with their loot because no one can stop them. There's people tweaking out at 2 p.m. on the side of the road having sex or just shitting on the street because that's normal. That's what liberals voted in. They want this beautiful utopian society where everyone gets to do whatever the hell they want. No. Okay, you want that? Then go back to the crap hole where you came from. Do not come to Texas. You're not welcome here. That's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. Now, I don't have this video in my system, but earlier this week as well, Arizona... Senator Kristen Sinema was harassed by an illegal immigrant. They followed her and chased her into the bathroom where she teaches at ASU. 
And they were screaming at her about how they voted her in and they can vote her out. And she needs to to vote on, or she um, is basically standing up for, again, legal citizenship in our country. She has common sense. And it's baffling to me that this illegal immigrant followed her into the bathroom and was screaming at her, we voted you in and we can vote you out. And apparently uh, SB 1070 was this girl's, her grandparents got deported because of this. And she said she wasn't able to go to Mexico because there was no pathway to citizenship. So she's literally telling a senator of our country that she's here illegally And because we live in America, where people are just allowed to commit crimes scot-free, our border's still wide open, by the way, this illegal straight up saying, yeah, I vote in these elections. I don't, I'm not a citizen of this country, but I vote in these elections and I'm going to harass you because you're not doing what I want. Matt Walsh points out, this girl doesn't even belong in this country and yet she feels comfortable harassing a senator in the bathroom. You couldn't get away with this in any other country, only ours. She should be deported after this, but she won't be. Absolutely not. She's going to be hailed by leftists. He also points out, leftist activists can come to your home with bullhorns, film you in the bathroom, loot your business, burn police stations. The FBI does nothing. But if conservative parents raise their voices at a school board meeting, they're hunted down as terrorists. The law is dead. The law is dead. There's no laws in these countries. And the only people who are being punished are the actual American citizens who just want their damn lives back. The American citizens who had the audacity to walk on the Capitol on January 6th. Now, let's go ahead and check in on the border before we, we uh, end this show tonight. Bill Malusian says, we stopped at McDonald's for a quick break in La Jolla, and right next door, a human smuggler was just pulled over and is being arrested for smuggling a group of illegal immigrants. We see this several times every single day. So common, we don't even really video it anymore. What else is going on at the border? Drug seizures of fentanyl and meth see uptick along the southwest border. The migrant surge is redirecting resources away from stopping drug trafficking. Now... If I remember correctly, George Floyd died because he overdosed on fentanyl. So maybe that is kind of a big issue in this country and we should be taking more responsibility for it and closing up our borders so American citizens stop dying from all of these illegal drugs coming in. No, no. We're going to focus on attacking domestic, yeah, attacking parents and treating them like domestic terrorists, censoring speech, and using all of our funds and resources towards crap that makes no sense in this government. You know that the government is also trying to mint a $1 trillion coin right now too because we're about to hit the debt ceiling? It's not looking good. Inflation rates, not looking so good. Life for the average American, not looking so good. We have a literal dementia patient leading our country that goes on a fake White House set Instead of going to the real White House, because imagine that, like, oh, yeah, there's a real White House across the street, but we made this fake set because we can can probably control Joe Biden better here. I know you guys wanted me to be more fiery. This is my first stream back, so I toned it back a little bit. But the truth is, is that I don't want to lose this platform because I am able to connect with a lot of you on it, but I still will not bend the knee and not or, you know, refuse to speak about certain things. You just have to go to different platforms because I'm not allowed to talk about it here. I mean, we still did somewhat tonight, just not as in-depth as we normally do. I'm pissed off. I feel beaten down. So if I didn't bring enough fire in this episode, my apologies. I'll work harder next time. 
But for those of you that have supported me, thank you. It's been a tough week. This is my second strike. And I've worked extremely hard to try to keep this content flowing for you guys. It gets difficult sometimes. So please go follow my new Locals channel, sassays.locals.com. Please go subscribe to the website where all my content is there for free. And I research and I spend so much time and effort trying to give you guys this information. Please subscribe to the podcast because even if I get banned here, I will still put that podcast out and the numbers are going up. So please keep sharing that podcast. I can't do this without you guys. I'm really trying, but I need your help. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez and I'll see you guys next time.